Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It's a very, very special day because Nicole Auerbach, the host of Power Hour, is joining us. She's not got any SAT questions for Ari Wasserman that we know of. We do have Taylor Swift lyric trivia coming up later in the show. The only thing I could possibly be worse at than SAT questions? I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> well, you'll find out here in a minute. I mean, Nicole, Nicole's going to own this. You know who would actually own this? Grace Rayner. So depending on whatever my score is, we need to have Grace on to see if she can equal or, or succeed it. Yes. Well, today's succeed theme it. is burning questions. We're going to ask some college football questions, uh, kind of hit everybody's areas areas of expertise. But one thing I've thought about is, is as as you guys know, you, you listeners don't know this, but we have a, a gathering of, of the athletic folks in Chicago coming up. And uh, you know who also lives in Chicago is Dan Rubenstein, who is potentially the greatest yet-to-be-hired game show host who ever lived. We've <laughs> got to figure out how to get Dan to host a game show involving all of the whole podcast feeds characters. So the three yes. of us, Vanini, Max Olson, like we need to do teams, family feud style or newlywed game style. Like we got to yeah, figure it out. That would be... Well, I know for sure that I'm going to his house to have pizza. Like that's already been. I was gonna. Say, I was length. gonna say, can we also have him make us pizza for this? Because he's I, been sending. He sends me texts every Friday of pizza slices, <laughs> like without question. And I've, I've had been. Them. Yeah, I saw you went, and I told them I'm coming to Chicago, and like I will miss meetings. I will break appointments. <laughs> I'm going one way or the other. I hope uh, I, some of my friends will come with me. Um, but if not, it's a solo mission. It's like one of those girls that you met on Tinder and I've been texting for two years and you finally get to go out with her. That's how it feels like. I'm sorry for me. I got married when people dating online <laughs> were getting chopped up by the other person. So like, you, you just I can't wait for, mm. I can't wait for Dan's reaction to being called a Tinder date. This is going to be awesome. I told him this. Well, I sent it to him already. He knows. Nicole, you weren't on the show the other day with, with Max Olson, but I did call the spring transfer portal window 2 a.m. at the bar so yeah we're just yeah. we're well, heading that direction in, in the show anyway listen it's a catfish scenario he's sending me all these beautiful pictures of pizza we have discussions about it you know we connect and now i'm going up to see if it's real you know i think it's a good analogy it, i i'm pretty sure it's real the man rented a van and drove us around los angeles to eat tacos it's, so it hasn't been in my mouth yet so it's not real to me so we're, we're gonna, okay we're gonna, well, uh, it's we're gonna do a taste test and we're gonna and i'm gonna be honest with them i can't wait i'm i'm very excited i'm so excited to see you guys in person don't don't take this the wrong way but i'm more excited to eat his pizza i think i don't i've, blame I've had it I, I feel i've like had it and it's worth it it really is and it's like he's a gonna make me a tavern process. style he's gonna make is, me tavern well, style detroit style and hand tossed what? I've had I've had the thin crust and I've had the Detroit style. They're all delicious. He I realized he was serious about this just because I know we're going to be talking about this once we once Ari eventually eats this. I knew he was serious when his wife told me that he got a cheese distributor. I was like, okay, that's <laughs> like she was like fielding phone calls from his cheese guy. And I was like, that's that's a different level. That's a different level. And you know what? It makes a big difference. His, it's delicious. Cheesemonger. I, I believe you call a cheese person a cheesemonger, which is I'm bringing a check. I've always wanted to be some kind of monger, like a well, not a hate monger, but you know, a cheesemonger would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm bringing a blank check. I don't know if it overdrafts my accounts. I'm investing in the eventual, like because the yes. idea that he has is tremendous. 
like creating that blockbuster Friday night feel, you know, red cups, arcades, uh, you know, that old pizza hut type feel, you know, combined with good pizza, just a million dollar Italian dressing from the salad bar. That pizza hut creamy Italian was, was special. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, honestly, we do see all those memes (laughs) on, yep. On Instagram, right? Of like, this is peak of life. Like it's Friday night. You're going to Blockbuster. You got your popcorn. You got uh golden eye on, on N64 fired up and a pizza on the way. And it's like, that was the peak of life. I honestly, you know, those were the nights, you know, I don't know. There this was is, no, this there was perfect for a Friday show, by the way. This yeah, is there, was, there was, yeah. there was no perfect, no better feeling than walking into Blockbuster, wandering around, finding a movie that you liked and they actually had it. And you could rent yeah. it. That was. Do you the remember best. the smell? All blockbusters smelled the same. Well, the, apparently the, the last blockbuster in the world that's in Bend, Oregon, has that smell. That's incredible. Because even the bottle it up. boxes, like the VHS clamshell boxes, that yep. you would open yep. them at home and you'd smell that smell. Yeah, I, I don't know how they did that, but it was amazing. Yeah. So if, the, I mean, if we I've can actually still get thought that Bend, about Oregon. going, I've been trying to. I've been thinking about going if I'm ever up in that area. But then it's like also such a letdown because a I don't have a DVD player anymore, and b like it's like you can't even capture it even if you want to because um there's no use for it anymore. Like no matter how you think about it, there is no use for a blockbuster anymore. And it would no. be cool if there was something that it could if there was a thing that it could do for you that was outside of nostalgia. Still, it would well, be value. It in would nostalgia. be. <laughs> You know, I know we've talked a lot about like CW and Ion TV. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be awesome if Blockbuster got the Pac-12 rates? Whoa! How can we make this happen? A did, Blockbuster did they... deal? Oh, that's <laughs> John Orange just like back. typing right Bring now. Bring it back! Bring it back! What about what about Redbox? I mean, the, the whole Redbox, like their main physical thing. Is is passing into obsolescence, but they did start streaming. Service. How is that what even? Could still, you put the Pac-12 on even, on the Redbox yeah. streaming service? The Redbox thing it also doesn't make any sense game. to me. Who are these people exist? that have DVD players? I don't even know. Most I, so uh, like, I, th- there are millions of people. Well, I still have one. I just discovered what? this. I moved across town this past week and saw a black box near all of my cords, near my you know my modem and everything, and. Yeah, I was like, wow, I, uh, I, and I still own, I have the entire series of Seinfeld on DVD. I have the two seasons of Sports Night and I have Ted Lasso people sent out like a swag box thing after season one in advance of season two. So I have season one of Ted Lasso on DVDs. So that is my DVD collection right now. So I'm feeling like That's pretty cool. That might be a collector's item. The Ted Ted Lasso thing. I know. I mean, I'm like, should I Do they still make DVDs of new videos? Like of a new movie? Do they still make them? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they do. I they like Air is going to come out on DVD soon. None of these people. Oh, that's good. By, by the way, way, if you have not are, listened mm-hmm. or watched, oh that. yeah, we got. Uh, th- you guys have both seen it. I still need to see it. My my kid tried to see it and got turned away with his buddy because they're like it's R rated. Like, why is it R rated? So they went I don't even know why. Nicole, is it really? something happening there that would be R rated? Yeah. I don't know that is anything just, even happened. Just the there. language. No. Two F bombs yeah, or more gets you an R rating. So is that really what it is? Yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. See, look at yeah. Steve Larkin's suggestion. They should show Pac-12 games exclusively in movie theaters. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be that would awesome. be sick, wouldn't it? Like, that if you want to so watch good. USC UCLA, you have to go to a movie theater and pay for a movie well, ticket. 
No, that would be bad. You were gonna watch U- USC UCLA on. Oh, that's the big NBC Ten or CBS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's 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 you know it's it's the it's, exact. It's the opposite. territorial cup in the movie theater. Yes. It's the Civil War. We're going to the movies to watch Oregon. I legitimately Oregon think I legitimately think that could work. Like if you could somehow no. get people to buy tickets to go no. and then like create no. a stadium like no. atmosphere in the movie theater, I would do that. It could I would work do that tomorrow. For, it could work for big games, maybe SEC Big yes. Ten games. It, yeah, like back, like big time games. Like let's say it's it's Ohio State at Michigan. You have a theater in Columbus that shows shows the game. You could definitely sell tickets. Kind of a theater anywhere, like a theater in Seattle for the Ohio State Michigan game. The only way that people in Seattle can watch that game is by going to a local movie theater. Could you imagine? And they charge fifty bucks a ticket. This would have like this is the same problems as the Pac-12 networks and the fact that like it would be very hard to see this and to find it. And you do have the likelihood that someone would illegally stream it on a periscope on their foot, like with their foot in the like the Oklahoma (laughs) Army Army game. But you would also you would have the positive of that it would be a big deal and a big experience and it would feel more special because you're going to a movie theater to watch. Especially the games. now with it those would... draft house movie theaters, like now that they oh, have beer and good. food and popcorn. I all right, let me. Ha- I have a better idea because are you're driving the college football business into the ground by not allowing <laughs> Ohio State Michigan to be shown in Seattle. So how about <laughs> Alamo, like Alamo Draft House, don't, shows don't let... the kick six game, like. An Alamo Draft House in Atlanta Ooh. shows the kicks. I mean, I guess that could work, but there I is something like special that. about. I don't think they have those in Atlanta, but that type sitting of sitting next to a stranger who may have a different rooting interest than you. I well, agree. No with Alabama you, Ari, fans but- are going to the kick six game. So don't worry about that. I know. I'm just talking about live. No, what about the- it's kind of it's no, it's kind of I, I know what Ari's Ari's saying. It would be an experience. If there's no other way to watch it. But yeah. It would also be like, especially for the Pac-12. Are we really doing that at 2 a.m. Eastern? Like that would be that would be a challenge. But I, mean, I people say, stand outside for Star Wars for 72 hours to get a ticket to the movie theater. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would say that on the idea of playing classic games, that reminds me of like every movie theater that exists in every college town. They all have one that plays yeah. all these beloved movies, and you do a special. Mm-hmm. You, you you play them for a week or two, and it's on the marquee. And then you sub them out, and you play different ones. And you ones. serve I really cereal and milkshakes. It's really also a cereal idea. bar. There we go. Got it. We can do this. We can make this happen. We can do and, this and shoot, one. We can do. Could I do this in Gainesville? Because there is a theater, or was a theater, that is abandoned right now. It was a four theater movie theater. It was the one that was kind of attached to the mall. It's just just next to the mall, and I don't believe anybody's in there right now. Could I retrofit that? Make it like a cereal yes. milkshake bar and show yes. games that Florida actually wins from the 90s yes. and people come. Do it. I like that. Do it. Or and if you do it in a specific college town, you could also play classic games where FSU loses or Miami oh, loses. Yeah. People might come. Or, Listen, I got it. I got it. OK. All right. All right. It's not the only way that you can watch it. But what if you opened up a movie theater or a movie theater type scenario and you it was basically a sports bar where you had plush seating, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like a Vegas sports book where you have big seating, oh, this, you have this, waiters this and waitresses, work. and then you put a sports book out in the lobby in the places that it's legal to, and people can come and pick what game they want to go watch and bet on the games this, in the lobby, buy at the snack bar, watch the games live. Is that just a sports book? That is a sports book. 
You just invented the sports, the concept of a sports book. Yeah, but there aren't very many sports books in Wichita, you know, like, but you also, but you, uh, in the sports book, you have all the games. Theater seating and like, yeah, theater seating. That's what the sports books have now. I know, but sports books sometimes will put some of the games on in the corner without the volume. Like it's a, it's a 12 theater um, or 24 theater theater. And oh, whatever you game pick, you, you want to watch, your audio you can pick your and, own game. Or you, oh yeah. yeah, what if you could pick your own audio? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in well, places that, where it's not Vegas. Exist. Also, well, the sports book's the greatest place on the face of the earth, and they are not everywhere. Okay, qu- question: well, If you're Buffalo Wild Wings, like it, you, there was always the thing where, where we said the tobacco companies are just waiting for marijuana to be legalized. They've got fields set aside. I don't know. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. But like, is Buffalo Wild Wings just sitting there going, "Well, when because when, when gambling's legal in every state." We're just going to turn Buffalo Wild Wings into sports books. I mean, that's what it should do. The only the issue here would be what about people who want to watch a lot of games who don't just want to watch one? But this is kind of the counter to well, our like worlds where we can't focus on things. So you could go into a movie theater and watch your one game. And not I mean, there's also a bunch of movies that phone. get released into theaters for people who don't want to watch it. And people just won't go. But like. How many seats are in a movie theater? A hundred? It's not like it's that much to sell out. It's it's probably two two hundred three hundred. Yeah, I, I I'm 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 going to the Buffalo Wild Wings people with this. I want to see if they're ready to retrofit their restaurants into sports books. I, I mean, I also like too, it's that, like the fundamental the frontier basis of like business, right? You have to be able to evolve and do something new when when things change. Like, it doesn't Apple have a savings account now? Like, I mean, they're not a bank. But they they're got a credit it card. out. It's a Goldman yeah, Sachs they got a credit, credit card. I heard that yeah. they have a. I don't know if this is true or not, but I thought I read somewhere this morning that they're opening up a savings account that pays four and a half percent. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Why couldn't Buffalo Wild Wings take your tickets? You pay your bills with your winnings or whatever. But guys, I'm uh, two for my last eighteen right now, so I need to, uh, any happy thoughts to get me through. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ari, Ari needs a revenue stream. Oh that's my what, god. I am getting here. crushed. Everything I bet's wrong. Everything. Well, that's, maybe that, maybe well, time to take a break. That's yeah, what that's, my that's wife said. I said, I'll take a few days off, and she goes, A few days. Is this all NBA playoffs <laughs> or is this is this is this it's major, major league, league baseball, baseball Korean uh, South yeah. Korean baseball and uh NBA playoffs. Yeah. All right, well, All right. get some draft, some draft bets in for next week, and maybe that'll turn exactly. it around. I've got exactly. one draft bet in, uh, and if it Anthony really Richardson number bet. one overall, yes, and then I countered it by taking <laughs> Bryce. I was convinced last Sunday that Anthony Richardson was going number one overall for a minute, and I was getting fourteen to one. Who and convinced I was like, you? you? We have a Panthers beat writer. You could have just called Joe Person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're also college football writers and we just watched him play. Like, you know, we should have a good sense of his skills. Listen, guys. He's going, but he's going in the top I'm good 10, at betting on the draft, so okay? I'm good at betting on the draft. That doesn't really match the, pl- uh, the play on the field. Well, that, okay, I that's fair. Bryce. That's fair, Andy. Yeah. Also, too, didn't like okay. Josh Allen's tape look just like his? Uh, not the year before. In a, the, the, the last yeah, year it did. Yeah. But, okay, right. that's fair. That's fair, Ari. That's okay. We'll, I think we'll it makes a lot of sense goal. to take it. Uh, I think it makes sense to take him number one. Um, I think that CJ Stroud probably has the lowest basement of the three, but I think that Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling. And I also don't believe, based on some of the research that I did of how many quarterbacks under six foot have been drafted, that Bryce Young's body 
I'd be afraid that he would be able to hold up long term. So like I can still- I could come up with a scenario where Anthony Richardson makes sense. Number one, if you want to hit a home run with a big bodied freak that has tape that resembles Josh Allen, I could I could. If you want to swing for the fences, I can understand that. I'm still taking Bryce Young number one because Same. I watched him play football and he was better at football than the other people. Didn't Bryce Call Young have crazy. a hard time? In th- yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Guys, we I'm just trying to make Fletch happen, business. guys, and you got to just we, keep ruining it for me. No, Fetch. We're trying to make Fetch, fetch happen, not Fletch. Fletch, sorry. Fletch, fetch, fetch yeah. Yeah. Then Fletch, then fetch, fetch did lived. happen. <laughs> we'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. All right, we were talking sports business. We were talking about our million-dollar ideas. Speaking of sports business, I, I, I'm glad we've got Nicole on because we, you've talked about this on Power Hour quite a bit, but new Big Ten commissioner Tony Petiti, what is his mandate? What, when, when he gets hired by the schools, when they bring him in, do they, what do they say we want you to do over these first few years in office? It's a good question because... So many of these jobs, when they've turned over, it's been a very obvious number one priority, and it was a media rights deal, right? Like, that's what Kevin Warren walked into. The Big Ten's deal was expiring. They needed a new one. The Pac-12, we are many months into this, but that is the main job for George Klyovkov. And Brett Brett Yormark got his extension done. So typically, we've seen these changes like before a media deal needs to be negotiated because... It's the person who's going to see that conference through that deal. So you don't have that issue because the short form contracts were already agreed to last summer. I have been told that, you know, it does make a lot of sense to have someone with Tony's background because you do have to get all the way to that long form contracts and it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of details. So having someone with a lot of media experience and different companies will help there. But I think the main priority is to handle and transition USC and UCLA into the Big Big Ten. We still have so many questions about how this is going to look for the two leagues that bring in the most money, that control a lot of power, but they're both going to be 16-team leagues as of next summer. How is that going to work? How is the schedule going to work? How are the logistics going to work? How are all the other sports going to work? And for the Big Ten, obviously, you have so many logistical challenges because now you're going from the Pacific to the Atlantic. So that's a lot to to handle and to uh, oversee. It's a lot of, you know, everyone's talked about, like, it's integrating them into the conference. And that's a handful. That's going to take a lot of work. And then I think, too, you just have someone who has a background in pro sports and media companies. So everything that's happening off the field, like, these jobs are... There's eight, they're 80 hour a week jobs. There's so much travel, but like everything that these commissioners touch is business related now. I mean, you, you obviously have these media deals. You have, uh, these, the, the legal issues that the, the mm-hmm. leagues are facing that the NCAA is facing. You know, I can't open my emails one day without going with someone talking about employment status for athletes mm-hmm. and, you know, or is there going to be collective bargaining? Like all of those macro issues he will probably be handling, right? Because if any of these come to a head here in the next couple of years, these are going to be the leaders who are going to respond to them and lead through them. That's what I was wondering because he's been a Major League Baseball executive. How much does that experience play into maybe dealing with something that looks more like what we look at as pro sports now? 
I mean, I think that's why you are looking outside of, you know, sitting athletic directors and, and people working in college sports, right, is, is those varied experiences. Um, I, I'm sure that that's not like the main reason. I, I would think, you know, the media experiences, the, the, the different innovative things he did with MLB Network, he, for he example. He helped create the BCS back in the day. He helped, helped create the BCS. He also, you know, a lot of, I was talking to a lot of folks in baseball, both at MLB Network and who just, you know, kind of work in the baseball space. And a lot of the innovations and changes we've seen to the game were things that he's been pushing for, right? So I, I do think the idea of, Getting someone who's creative, who can see a couple steps ahead is really smart. But I, I do think like what you're describing is exactly part of the reason. If you hire someone who has pro sports experience, well, then they understand how the business of professional sports works. And not that other people don't know how it works, but you've lived it. You've experienced it. Um, so whatever may come down the line, I think you have someone who's experienced with that. And so it's interesting because I really thought that they were going to stay inside of college sports. Like I thought the pendulum was going to swing back and, you know, you go outsider for one hire, you go back to a college sports insider. And that wasn't the case. But then you talk to people who know Tony and you talk to people around the big 10 and you understand that it's just, this is the resume. This is the background that they feel the person who is going to be guiding this league through very uncertain times in the collegiate sports landscape should have all of these backgrounds, should have all of these experiences because you don't know what's going to change with the relationship between an athlete and the school or an athlete in the conference. We have a question from Miller in the chat. Will the new Big Ten commissioner add Oregon, Washington, and or Stanford Cal? That's It's well, always going to be a realignment question. <laughs> yeah. it, of course. And and we th this is one of the questions. Like when you get someone who comes from outside of college sports, we don't know exactly what their stances are in realignment or what they envision, right, for the future of a league. But I will say, like, we we did know that, what Kevin Warren wanted, right? We knew what yeah. he was envisioning, what he was pushing to do. And there wasn't that support through the conference, through the presidents and the schools. There wasn't that support from media partners to help pay for it. So I continue to just come back to the idea that if the Big Ten wanted those schools – they would have just done it in one fell swoop when they added USC, UCLA. No one was forcing them to only add two schools at that time. So I don't know. I don't, I don't you know, it's it's really hard. If anyone says anything very definitively about conference realignment, uh, I don't always, I, I kind of tune it out because you just right. don't, you just don't Except know. Except that one guy in Minnesota who knew everything. That's about the only person I'd trust. It's one of those things where like, if we talk about, if someone were to challenge the ACC grant of rights and try to get out of that, then let's talk, right? Because those right. are schools that the Big Ten and the SEC both covet. But yes. if Oregon and Washington have made it clear that they're interested, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen just because one side wants it to happen. So, I, I you know, again, I, I just think it's TBD on realignment. I still think that the realignment focus is on the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and those dynamics that we've been covering for a long time. And that's really where it should be. But again, the ACC is the one where they could throw a wrench into the whole thing. That's where it would get interesting. Our next burning question is something that, that Ari and I covered with Max Olson the other day, but I want to bring Nicole in, uh, into this. Will we see another surprise in the transfer portal this spring? There's, there's still some spring games to be played, so not everybody's wrapped up their spring practices. But the Bear Alexander transfer from Georgia, which... I realize that's one, if you're not a Georgia fan or a recruit, Nick, you may not 
that name may not mean as much to you, but everybody who really follows the sport understands that's a big deal, that him leaving is a big deal. So is there going to be another one that we're talking about next week, the week after that? Are you, are you leading us into the rumor that's all over the internet right now? I, I, <laughs> and in our well, comments can, over here? <laughs> we can address it. It's in the comments. It's in the rumor. that uh, The rumor is Tyler Van Dyke from Miami potentially transferring to Alabama. We don't have any definitive information on that, so I, I, I'm not going to pretend we do. But that, but that, that is would, the, that would the rumor count floating around. What you're uh, saying, though. Certainly count. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'll probably just say yes because it's a crazy sport. And where was it going to be quiet for a month? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess right. a safe bet is probably yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Addison I, was later I, than this last year. That was right on the that May 1st deadline because you have to yep. transfer by May 1st to be immediately eligible. I, I think... The odds are good, uh, not just because of rumors floating around, but also just because we know that there's multiple schools that need quarterbacks and like mm-hmm. it's become apparent through spring games or through spring practices. And I, I just think that's where it's going to be. I mean, anything that's a quarterback with a name where everyone's going to freak out about. And I think that's where, you know, it's headed. I mean, so like that's a position that you need to plug and fill right away. It's a, it's something that would, that would turn heads. And it's something that I think would count for you're saying like a surprise, because again, yeah. we saw all of that movement back in December and then to go through swimming practice and then realize you're not the guy and, and to get out of there, that would be a shocker. And it well, doesn't, and it, I don't think a surprise would count if a loser of a quarterback battle enters, right? No, but if uh, somebody's just be supposed somebody to be the star of the sky. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. and that, but we might see that. And, you know, it may be somebody who's supposed to be the starter on a group of five team because I, I thought Max did a really good story on the Appalachian State offensive lineman who realized I'm going to be in very high demand if I pop into the portal right now. And, and there's a few offensive linemen in the group of five who figured that out. I think there, it's possible there may be some capable group of five starting quarterbacks who go, you know what? Auburn still might need somebody. And I'm, I'm not sure if Florida feels like they need somebody or not. You know, there's a couple other places where they might want either want more competition or they want a guy. And is there so, talk about Florida, Andy? That coming off the spring game, I didn't get the sense that that they feel an absolute need to get somebody. But I think if they felt like somebody's pretty good, that that they would be interested to talk. Uh, I I still think it's going to be Graham Mertz. It, it seemed like you know he he's been the guy all spring and. It's it's hard to come in after spring practice and then win a starting job and learn a new offense and all that. So I I, I would I would think it's still going to be Graham Mertz for Florida. Auburn seems to be a little more kind of in the market. Yeah, did I did I tell you was it this podcast or Stars Matter when I was thinking when I saw Malik Murphy in person? Yes, was you it said one? it on this podcast. You said tamper with this man. <laughs> this is the, this is the guy you should be tampering with and. I almost I tripped over myself when I saw him. <laughs> he looked really good. That the one and he looked really one, good in the game. The one too, throw right? to John Tay, yeah. Oh, oh, in yeah. the game he looked incredible. The the one throw to John Tay Cook was amazing. And now, granted, that's our very limited look. But you know, he was. But the whole thing with Malik Murphy was that they recruited him knowing he was a raw athlete. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is, is that if somebody were to come in, and this is all speculation, I'm not because I'm not putting him in the portal, but I'm saying. If I were a coach, this is like the Anthony Richardson college. Yeah, uh, it'd be the same thing as a college going after Malik Murphy. Is the same thing as a NFL team drafting Anthony Richardson in the first round. It's like you fall in love with him, 
Um, I, mm-hmm. I could see why somebody would fall in love with him based on eye Ter- test, what I saw in the game. And, and he had only been playing football, I think, for a few years when he started getting recruited. So it's not like this is, you know, really right. advanced into his football career. Like, so if he figures it out, like, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Wait, I don't know if I if I could say this without it being the clip on the thing, but it would not be the most shocking thing in the world if he won the battle next year, would it? No, it wouldn't. At Texas? It, 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 no, Arch Manning may need more time. He may not be ready to play as a starter in year two if Quinn Ewers is, is good and goes to the NFL. So uh, I, I do want to, Tony in the chat is, is we mentioned that Tyler Van Dyke rumor and he's like, well, he's not in the portal. So that's tampering. Can I, can I, well, we are in the circle of trust, right? Guys, we're in the, tr- we're in the tr- trust. Every tree. time a high profile transfer happens, there was probably tampering. <laughs> Let's not the, be precious the, about this. <laughs> the tree of trust. Yes, exactly. The tree of trust. I like that. The I trust mean, tree. This yeah. is isn't this that from is, uh, Meet the Parents? It is. But but Andy, I mean, like that's the thing that didn't that didn't change with the portal, right? Like this right, is right. That's not new. Yeah. Some of this, some of the stuff that's happening now, people you know blame on the portal or whatever. But it's like these things happen, and we always hear coaches complain about them. They don't always name names. And this stuff is hard to prove, so there's really not like an incentive for people not to do it. If you if you do it right, th- there's no way anybody can prove anything to you because you have your players do it. You have your players who know the guy do it. They feed the information back to the coaches, and then you can kind of figure it out. And you can get you can talk to enough ancillary people around them, trainers, uh, co- high school coaches, people who you'd call during the normal course of business anyway. And be like, oh, yes. hey, by the way, how's so-and-so doing? Is, are they feeling good about that? Or are they maybe looking to make a move? Like all of that stuff can be easily planted. And again, like you said, very difficult to prove. But let's not let's not clutch our pearls about it. It's one, if the coaches actually cared about it, they'd tell their athletic directors to tell their school presidents to pass some rules that are, you know, enforceable, have very strict punishments and are enforced. But they don't because they don't want to stop tampering. So that's 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 really the, the the gist of it. All right, let's move on to burning question number three. I like these actual on field questions. We don't we don't get a lot of these in the off season. But Alabama and LSU have their spring games this weekend. Alabama has a legitimate quarterback competition between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. LSU feels like. They don't have a lot of questions among their starting lineup. It's it's more, you know, what are we going to see in terms of development from from Jaden Daniels or from from people we saw last year? But what are we looking for out of these two spring games from the two teams that finished number one and number two in the SEC West last year? Well, the Alabama answer is easy, right? The QB. Well, okay, yes. I want to I want to throw this at you guys because are you and I were at the the one game that Jalen Milrow started the Texas A and M game mm-hmm. when Bryce Young was hurt. I feel like I am unfairly judging him based on that that game, whereas I have no frame of reference for Ty Simpson. It will just be what I see in the spring game on Saturday, and obviously, none of us are making the decision. The Tommy Reese and Nick Saban will make that decision and they've watched them throughout spring practice. But I do feel like I, I got a clear 
the Jalen Milrow playing in 2022 for my mind to watch this so I can, I can well, judge also, them yeah. equally. So what do we see from Milrow? Like incredibly great athlete, a little bit mm-hmm. struggling uh, in the passing Shaky as attack. a passer. But again, yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing in an offense designed for Bryce Young, not for Jalen Milrow. Yeah, I I mean, I and being thrust into bad. that situation. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't like Texas A&M's D-line was the problem last year. Like it, that was it, was it was Texas A&M's mm-hmm. offense that was the problem. So, he was playing in some really good defensive players and yeah, they made it hard on him. So That's what makes that's, the uh the Miami thing so funny, like the the rumor whether it's there's anything to it or not. It's like if that actually were to happen or, you know, the fact that we're even having the discussion is like what's wrong? at Alabama is like the thing that I think about more than anything. Right. It's like if, if not, if, cause if neither of them are working out, then that's kind of a pickle. Right. That you don't do that unless you don't feel good about your situation. And again, we don't know yes. if that's true or just a rumor. Yeah. But that's why well, the first thing I thought of when I heard the rumor. Is, yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. But that, but that's why, that's why all eyes will be on that and we'll all parse through any, post game quotes oh. right like it oh my God. because because you have that floating around you already had an you know someone not named a starter like that that's what everyone's wondering i mean we've just seen a string of quarterbacks and different offensive coordinators have a great deal of success at alabama so the next one is always the one that we want to know and we want to see who it is yep. but you guys are right there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of questions around it and so i think that's the kind of storyline where that's something where you can actually maybe hopefully take something away from a spring game. I think in a lot of situations you can't, but I think in this one you will be able to. Yeah. Well, and then with LSU too, I saw Brody Miller uh, Mm -hmm. on someone else's show, but I think he said that LSU might have the most complete offense this year. Doesn't mean it'll be the best one, but the most complete in terms of lack of glaring holes. And it's like, is LSU a team that could win or play for an SEC championship this year? Well, and and that's, so that's what I want to see from LSU in the spring game is just their depth because front line, they're good. Like they are good enough to not just compete for the SEC title, but win the SEC title, make the playoff, all that stuff. Do they have the depth so that if they like, they lost Mason Smith last year in game one, do they have the depth to be able to replace something like that? That's, that's the question. And so if, if they do, then all of a sudden you're looking at them as a not just a challenger for Alabama in the West, but a challenger for Georgia overall. Right. right. And and I think that's that's really interesting. You know, how how are they going to use Harold Perkins? There's a Miller's asking a question in the chat about, you know, it moving him inside. Does that keep him from from rushing off the edge? I don't think they're going to telegraph how they're going to use Harold Perkins in the fall. If I had to guess, he's going to be all over the place. Cause he's that yeah. good. So good. <laughs> I love her. I, but yeah, I mean, but I, I, but I, he is, he is. But Andy, I think you're right because I think that is the question with LSU is that's the step, right? They, you know, mm-hmm. you're ahead of schedule in year one. You achieve all these different things. You get someone like Jaden Daniels coming back. You see the pieces. So can you contend for an SEC championship? I mean that that's the that's the question. And I, I'll be interested to see. I don't know how much of that we'll get in the spring game, but in terms of like individual player development and some flashy yeah. plays, sure. Well, like when their twos are out there, are dudes flashing? That's yes. or or the if you've got ones versus twos, are there are there plays where the twos are very competitive with the ones? That's going to be a really good sign for them if that's true. And we'll, we'll see. I mean, 
so far, it feels like the hiring of Brian Kelly, they're, they're getting what they're paying for. And they, they're paying a lot, but they're, they're, they're getting it so far. And if, if they can just develop some depth, good Lord, that, that's, they could be a kind of year in, year out thing, which, you know, once the SEC scheduling dynamic changes, I'm not sure how we're going to take that. I'm not, I'm really not sure how that plays out long term because the West team schedules actually get easier when the divisions go yes, away. Right. And then Georgia's road gets harder. But you also have multiple teams making the playoff. So there'll be other ways mm-hmm. to, you know, the team that doesn't win the SEC could win it all regularly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, absolutely. I mean, they could be sitting there with three, maybe four teams in the playoff and yeah, somebody somebody comes up from from below. It, it, it's going to be very interesting to see that, though, because it's it's maybe quicker than I thought. You, you knew that Brian Kelly was going to whip LSU into shape. I just didn't expect him to be able to do it as fast as he did. And then now they just kind of have to build on that. We'll be right back after these words. Cole, now it's time for the newest feature of the Andy Staples show. We, we, we added this in a couple weeks ago, and I, I think it's I think it's going to become a, a longtime fixture. It's not this is not like our uh, stretching the ass clown rankings out for 24 minutes, which we'll never, ever, ever do again. <laughs> and we're sorry about that. But this is uh, the, the, the daily trivia I have enjoyed very much. And I feel like you know we can we can tailor categories to the guests and uh the the groups of animals conversation was fantastic our, our friend brian fremo who who does all the great points per drive and advanced stats uh asked for for us to create you know create terms for groups of different football things so i had like a tampering of transfers and a bureaucracy of conference commissioners this was our, our quiver of cobras and uh and murder of crows conversation or trivia last time so but this one Nicole, you and several other of our coworkers, big Taylor Swift fans. In fact, you're all going to see her in LA. This yep. is it's it's the most sports writers going? ever because who's going? Everybody's to this? using Marriott okay. points and, and airline miles. Are you staying at they the Ritz? They sure are. No, we're not staying at the Ritz. Okay, so quick backstory. Um, there definitely is a lot of overlap between sports writers and Taylor Swift fans, uh, just like there is with like bachelor fans. Uh, and so, you know, we all know the debacle with Ticketmaster. It was really hard to get tickets. So I ended up getting a code and an ability to buy six tickets in LA. And despite all of the issues that day, like the West coast sites, they delayed them, but we were able to get through. So I was able to get six tickets face value in the group chat of everyone who else was trying to get Taylor Swift tickets, most of the people just raised their hand and said, I can't get through. Can I get one of your tickets? So it's a lot of athletic and former athletic folks. Um, everyone coming does not live in LA. And everyone going has ties to sports journalism. So um, outside of the athletic, it's my one of my best friends, Ruby Edmondson. She works at Apple. Her husband's Greg Wyshynski. covers hockey for ESPN. So they're coming from New York. Then from the athletic, it's me. We've got Audrey Snyder coming from State College. Our esteemed Peter Penn Baugh, State beat writer. Yeah. Penn State beat writer. Peter Baugh, who now covers the Avalanche for us. We covered Mizzou. Peter's going. Peter's going. You want to come, Mark? Peter. You want to come? You know what? The thing I, I don't know is, like, isn't the resale value of these tickets like 13 or 14 times more than you paid for them? 
Like I would feel bad eating up a no. I oh I want to go. No, I would feel bad eating up a ticket when I don't appreciate the the artist. That's what I'm saying. All right, and the last last person to come is uh, Lindsay Jones. So she was one of our NFL writers. She now is at the Ringer, but it's all sports writers from all over the country who are using points and miles, staying at Marriott properties to come see Taylor Swift at SoFi. So very excited about it, and. If I so like and just so everyone knows, because we know that Grace Rayner is a big Swifty. She is going to see her in Atlanta this month. So don't worry. The other people are covered. Max Olson's going to see her elsewhere. Like everyone's covered. But that is our crew that will be going in August to SoFi. That is outstanding. So and we all use Marriott points for the hotel, too. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What else are they for? I very much enjoy Taylor Swift. (laughs) It is uh, and and getting to listen to her with my daughter is a lot of fun because she's a she's a big fan. Ari, not a big Taylor Swift fan yet. When his daughter's old enough, I'm sure she will be. So just be ready for that. What we're doing is we're going to read the lyric. And then whoever knows it, name the song. Uh, Ari, I'm going to start. This one's just okay. for you because I think you can get this one. Okay. Okay. S S O fresh and double O P D O double G Y D O double G U C. Which Taylor Swift song is that from? It's one with Snoop Dogg in it. <laughs> no, it's it is it is from nothing but a G thing. I just wanted to make sure you were listening. Oh so. yeah, I didn't know if there was like a featured S N O P or whatever. There is not. She, now Kendrick Lamar I, does a verse on the remix of uh, what, what's the one with the whole squad in the video? Why am I blanking on the name of that song? But Kendrick has a verse in one of Taylor Swift songs, but I don't believe she's ever collaborated with. Uh, well, with Snoop Dogg, I think so. I can. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys mine. Okay, okay, go for it. All right, Nicole, ready? What song is this from? And I know they're gonna hate, 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 hate. And I know I'm gonna shake, 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 shake. Only shake. one. Shake it off. Shake it off. Woo-hoo, you don't woo. have to sing it. It actually makes it harder <laughs> if you don't sing it. But I, no, I, I'm glad you sang it. Thank you, Ari. I'm also glad you picked a part of the song that says the name of says it. Says the and name of the, the song. And it's okay, the one, one song that you knew. <laughs> you said you knew okay. before this. How you is ready? That, how, how do you not environmentally encounter a lot of Taylor Swift songs? He has. He has. I'm He's sure just, I have. I just don't recognize it because I'm not aware of it. Um, it's in his brain. Okay, and Nicole, what's this? I'm still a believer, but I don't know why. I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. I'm still on the trapeze. I'm still doing, or I'm still trying everything to keep you looking at me. Oh, um, this is from folklore. It's um, oh my god, what Mirrorball, Mirrorball. That's correct. Wow, that is. I don't. Awesome. That is my least. That is my least favorite song on that album. So I do not all listen of, to all it of minor. All of minor hits. I didn't. I didn't go for any deep cuts. So I, I, this, this was probably a mistake. This woman here is flying across the country with all of my friends to go see this. <laughs> she better. She's I, not getting a layup. But I want to make it. <laughs> okay. I want to make it appro- approachable for the for the listener. Matthew C says this trivia is super lame. So are you, Matthew? I'm sorry. This this is great trivia. All right. Dude, I thought I want to see usually it. positive in the chat. Well, maybe he maybe he doesn't like Taylor Swift. Maybe maybe, maybe he's just having a bad day. Who doesn't think people should be talking about Taylor Swift on a college football podcast? People get people either love or hate her, so that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What's the hate about yeah. her? I just you know I don't know that she's I heard she's, she's nice. super good at what she does. P 
People say yeah. people seem to not like when, when people are. But really the thing about her is that do. she's actually like a nice, good person, right? Like that's like I unless don't you're, know. unless you're her boyfriend. Those guys seem to get chewed up and spit out. So well, they, 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 they get, deserve right. Andy. They deserve it. <laughs> they get eviscerated in song, and we're only hearing one side of the story. So I don't know. But well, she does say it's the problem. I'm the problem. It's me. So yeah. Did, did would are are you would at least have recognized that lyric, right? I'm the problem. It's I'm me. the problem. It's me. That just uh, sounds like an argument between me and my wife. <laughs> it's that, <laughs> I'm it, the problem. It, it's it's from, me. That's what I say. It's, it's from a song called Antihero. It's it's one of her newer it's ones, and it's being played all it? over. I'm sure you've heard it. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna all mute right. you guys, and I'm gonna go listen to it while you ask her the next one. <laughs> okay. Here we go, Nicole. So I. I I, I'm going, well, I'm not even going to give you any clues because this is, you, you went so deep on the deep cut, this is going to be too easy for you. Flash forward and we're taking on the world together and there's a drawer of my things at your place. You learn my secrets and you figure out why I'm guarded. You say we'll never make my parents' mistakes. Oh, shoot. I know the song. Um, this, this is back in the country days. Before she sold out? Like, she was... <laughs> More sold out as a country artist than she is now. <laughs> you see Nicole's face. <laughs> I'm trying to think. But I said before I she know, sold out, you were like, I can't believe I got you with one. <laughs> I well, I know I know the lyrics. Hang on, I'm gonna I gotta at least look at the names of the songs. I think we're in red. Are we in the red era? I believe it's speak now. Speak now? Okay. All right. Let me look at this. Um is it the story of us? No, but very close. Oh, back to back to December. Nope, you are the best nope. thing that's ever been mine. Oh, mine, so close, so close. Okay, yeah, that was bad. It's tough. It's, it's, it's that was tough mistake. because those the country era Taylor Swift songs kind of do run together because they they did have a very similar sound. You know, love I would love story would be too easy. That's yeah, but look, ACDC oh. made like. The same song over and over, but it was an awesome song. So I'm okay with that. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, am I doing one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit me with one, Nicole. Or Ari. You can't okay. look anything up. It. it has to go straight from memory. No, that's not true. Nope. You have to hold <laughs> your hands up here so hands not up. looking anything up. <laughs> okay. And you'll add my name to your long list of traitors who don't understand. And I look back and regret how I ignored when they said, run as fast as you can. Oh no! It's hard. We need Ari. It is hard because if you don't hear them in the in in context, mm -hmm. say it again. And you'll add my name Sing to it. your long list of traitors who don't understand. And I look back and regret how I ignored when they said, "Run as fast as you can." See, I, I was. Has anything good ever happened to this person? For a <laughs> sec, for a second, I thought. For a second, I thought it was going to be the the lonely Starbucks lovers. From blank space, and I still believe she says "lonely Starbucks lovers." So, uh, so she just went through another breakup, right? Yeah. Are these the songs from that breakup? No, this the is, music's going to be old. awesome. This is older as well. Yeah, the music is going to be good. Oh, Matthew says uh, Taylor's overrated, and most all modern music is garbage. And music mostly died when Kurt Cobain did, which was almost thirty years mm. ago. So, it's all okay, sucks well, since a, then. That, at so. least that's a consistent take. I respect that. All right, Andy, you give up. <laughs> I give up. Dear John, that is one of her. Oh, lethal. to John Mayer. 
lethal breakup songs. That one's about John Mayer. She absolutely eviscerated him in that one. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a layup then since we're talking about breakup songs. You Is who charm my dad with self-effacing jokes, yep. sipping coffee like you're on a late night show, but when you watched me watch the front door all night, willing you to come, and he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Shake it off. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I'm going to be specific here. This is the all too well 10 minute version. One yes, of the new, thank you. One of the new verses. Great, great song. I love a song that tells a story. And Jake Gyllenhaal sounds like the most awful person in the world. I, I'm sure if I met him, I think he was quite lovely. But if you really so stood up this girl on her 21st know, birthday, holy crap. <laughs> In all these songs, we know who she's singing about? Um, There's enough context clues on a couple of the, the bank. So, like, the one I just did was called Dear John. So, John Mayer was, was who she dated obvious. when yeah. she was 19. There was, like, she... some specific details. Um, But, yeah, the, Jake Gyllenhaal. The, I mean, I think All Too Well is the greatest breakup song ever. And he is the the subject. And his sister and he They've been asked about this many times over the years. And they hate it. So please continue to interview them and ask well, them about. Can the I star. just can I just say something? And you know, I've never met Taylor, and I've never met any of her partners. But as the great philosopher Bobby Wasserman once said, "Oh boy, what does it stop being a coincidence?" Like, hey, there's one common denominator with all these issues, Ari, and I think it's her. Okay, Ari, <laughs> there. You need to listen I'm the problem, to Antihero. It's me. Yeah, this yeah. is the, the Antihero song is exactly okay. what you want from her. Now, okay, the, just the to, greatest, uh, to own up to the fact that she's the problem? Yeah, the she greatest says, breakup, hi, I'm the problem, I'm, it's me. I'm the me. problem, it's yes. me. <laughs> all, all, all Too Well may be among the greatest breakup songs. The greatest line from a breakup song ever, though, Sail On by the Commodores, I'm giving you back your name. That is just destroying someone in one sentence. Destroying someone. Actually, well, Hit em Up's probably the greatest break. Well, No Vaseline is actually a breakup song. If we think about it, that, that is a, the NWA breakup song. So Ari knows that one. He knows all the words to that one. But Beyonce had so. one of the best music videos of all time. You smell lemonade? They didn't break up. I was just making a joke about when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift at that award show. Oh, yes, yes. That's what that's he said. Right. I'm going to the, I'm gonna the let stage, you finish, but. Ari. I'm going to let, let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. All right. You got one more for me, Nicole? Yes, I do. Okay. Um... He's so tall and handsome as hell. He's so bad, but he does it so well. And when we've had our very last kiss, my last request is say you'll remember me standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. Nicole oh, I know that song. Knows, staring in a nice dress, staring in the sunset, Nicole babe. Knows I hate, I've heard that song. Nicole knows I hate the, the nice dress part of this because everything else about it is so specific and nice know, is such fake. a generic adjective. So it's Wildest Dreams. And... It is. It drives me insane. I was listening to it just the other day. I'm like, why can't it be a black dress? Why can't it be a red dress? Why does it have to be a nice dress? And my wife, who's heard this rant probably too many times, uh, goes, because you're not a girl. Like, there is something specific to a nice dress. Like, when I was a teenager. There is. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think <sighs> I, I agree with and rosy both. cheeks. See, right? you know Taylor. Look at you, know you do staring in the nice dress, looking at. All right, the I got sunset, I got one more babe. for you, Nicole, because 
one because 1989 is my favorite album, and so we we just that's had a 1989 picked, song. That's why I picked Dreams. that song yes. for you. Yes. All right. This is one I heard the other day that I I hadn't heard in a while. I was like, oh my god, that's on 1989 too. Because baby, I could build a castle out of all the bricks they threw at me, and every day is like a battle, but every night with us is like a dream. Hmm. This is hmm. not a song you hmm. think about, and then when you hear it, you're like, this is this slaps. And maybe it's one of the is it I know places? Nope. No. It is on 1989 okay. though. Um hmm. Bricks. Is it all you had to do with stay? No, it's not. Nope. Mm, all right, I give up. New Romantics. Everybody oh, go I listen always, to New Romantics. It is a great song, giving, and it's not You're giving not me a bonus about. track, a deluxe edition bonus track. I mean, are you a fan or not? Listen, I, <laughs> I think you got to get get Grace Rayner on here, okay? She'll yeah. she'll know all the deep cuts. Is it like listen? Yeah, like I didn't think that was a deep cut. That that got played on the radio. Okay, but I didn't listen to that when I listened to 1989. I had the original, oh, the original album. That's why. Okay. All right. Well, I cannot wait. I, I feel like we've we've helped prepare you for your trip to LA, Nicole. Yeah, I so, mean, I, I'm very disappointed in my own performance here. So hopefully, I don't get the tickets revoked. What if they just? What well, if I got I, an email from Ticketmaster being like, "You don't deserve these tickets anymore"? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're fired. <laughs> I just you, sell you on StockX. It'd be for like, 9, it'd like Dan Snyder. No, it'd be like Dan Snyder having to sell the Commanders. Like you, you'd have to sell the tickets, but then you'd make a giant profit. Well, it's, all, it's all good. Stress, Kick See, up it's great song. Cheeks. Is Rosie and Cheeks in it? Yes. Yes. Red lips and rosy cheeks. Red lips and Staring rosy at the sunset, cheeks. Babe. Staring at the sunset, babe. And with that, Ari will sing you into the weekend. <laughs> I've been called the songbird of our generation. You have. We'll be back talking about spring games from, the, from this weekend. And then we'll help get you ready for the NFL draft. It's going to be a fun week ahead. But first, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Alabama quarterback competition and enjoy the stylings of Ari Wasserman. Ari, sing us out, please. My brother came all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona to hear you sing. These eyes. These eyes. These eyes have seen a lot of love. But I've never seen a love like I had with you.